0: Good morning, hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Wednesday morning and hope everybody had a good night's rest last night and ready to hit the day running and going in in the right direction this morning by starting out with our devotions. Get the words out here in a second, but I do hope everybody is having a good day so far and uh, I see all who's watching this morning. We got uh, Miss Michelle Fox-Harris Tracy Little, Angie Blevins, Kelly Jeanette Swift, Rusty Poss, Jennifer Hunnicutt, Karen Smith. So I appreciate all you guys and gals for tuning in this morning. So let's go ahead and do our Pledge of Allegiance. Get this over here. Here we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, praise the Lord for that. Good morning, Darlene Barger. Appreciate you tuning in as well. Well, you know, our uh, <laughs> our world has gone mad. It really has. It just—I uh, was on the Twitterverse, yeah, looking around, and uh, this this—I uh, don't know how it works. So it's a little different than Facebook because you'll see stuff that you from people you don't know and on there, some little twerp pad on there talking about uh, how they were so happy that Trump was not re-elected and, and they're so grateful for Biden. And uh, uh, the people commenting, one of them said, yes, me and my son cried and with joy when Biden was re- was elected and uh, singing Biden's praises. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what, what world do these people live in? I mean, this guy's got the lowest approval ratings of probably any present history I did think he could actually be worse than Obama but he has done a very impressive job of being as worse than that individual me <laughs> be careful what I said just then uh, but uh, and Trump he built up the economy gas prices were low unemployment was low he cared about this country he fought for this country uh, he's for he advocated for Christians I mean he you know the man was a perfect But my gosh, he was um, not even, I was a million times better than Biden ever thought about being. And to see those kind of asinine comments on there, I'm thinking these people must, they either do dope or they don't watch TV or whatever they're watching, they are getting a healthy dose of their liberal Kool Aid. I don't know. It's insanity, you know? Uh, he's botched this whole thing with the um, COVID vaccinations that people are needing or testing, rather, the testing they need, uh, botched that all up. And uh, it's just, you know, this critical uh, race theory and all this bunch of bull being propagated and promoted. Uh, it just uh, it's it, we're, the country's a laughingstock right now. It really is. And it's pitiful uh, to see how far downhill that we have come. But uh I digress. I'm sorry, I just uh, uh have to get that off my chest each morning because I tell you I think like I'm going to explode sometimes when I just see when you turn on the news and see what's going on out there, it just really makes you just want to uh I don't know, bang your head against the wall. <laughs> Let's look at our verse this morning in Matthew twenty eight, eighteen through twenty. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to, to obey everything I have commanded you. was a couple of issues here going on, I think, needs to be addressed. I uh, had a uh, member of our church messaged me. She said, uh, I don't know what forum she was in or who she was talking to, said, uh, this supposed pastor say we, we baptize in, in Jesus name only and she said is that right and I said has he never read the great commission it clearly says baptize in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit I you know but uh, then again you've got people out there who don't um, believe in the trinity and has problems with the deity of Jesus Christ you have pastors who do not believe that that's scary thought, you know. That's why I've always said, if you're at a, if you go to a church or anywhere that uh, Christian organization and they're having trying to downplay the Trinity or don't agree with the Trinity, I uh, just get out of there. I mean, because right there, you know, that's a major red flag. Uh, the Trinity cannot be denied, and I know the Trinity is difficult to understand. And uh, you know, of course, I've got the tattoo that kind of helps explain it a little bit. It keeps hard to see. Twist my arm around where you can see it, but anyway. Uh, you know the easiest illustration, of course, you've heard is the egg. You know, if you had a hard-boiled egg, you have the hard shell, the the white part, and the yolk. It's still an egg, but it's three pieces. Uh, one way I've always liked to try to look at it is, uh, is, you know, as, you know, as for myself, you know, I am a father, and I am a son, and I'm a husband. You know, that's uh, so three distinct different roles, but yet I'm the same person. That's kind of another way to look at it, you know. So the Trinity can be a little tricky. So, you know, we do uh, baptize forward, and uh, we'll, we'll save a, a teaching for baptism for another day. But the main thing is we need to take away from this this morning is that, uh, you know, we need to make sure that we are evangelizing. You know, a lot of churches are not evangelizing. They're not getting out there and trying to spread the gospel. They have all these great programs, but they've lost perspective on their mission as a church and what they need to be doing and we need to make sure we're spreading the gospel of jesus christ in every way shape form or fashion and there's an illustration that kind of goes along with this that there's a gentleman in england who who owned a grocery store and he got tired of the uh, ill-mannered individuals who'd come in there cursing and uh, whatever it may be drunk and so he got to where uh he you know you couldn't have uh, pets and which I love animals, guys and gals, I really do, but I really don't think they have a place. I really get upset when I'm at a Walmart, or really any store, unless they're a service dog, I think they should be slept at home. Just a little side note there with that said. Anyway, you disagree, it's not that I don't think that your little pup is cute, by no stretch of imagination, I've got four dogs, love them, uh, so I, I, I kind of get it, but anyway. So it is, uh, you know, you got to say there's no pets and uh, no drinking, no cursing, and then finally got to the point to where he closed the doors. And the only way you could get anything is if you had to look through the window, point to what you wanted. and He had a little uh, hole that he would slide open, hand you your stuff and get the money. Well, he lost perspective of his business as to what he need, you know, to bring in the foot traffic in order to stay open to buy the goods that these people needed. Uh, that's what I think happens with, uh, with a lot of churches. They have, well, good intentions, but they've lost their perspective. You know, all they're focused on is their programs. And, and you know, I don't know how many people I've talked to say, well, we, we like your church, we like uh, the preaching, but my, my kid likes uh, the program at this church better. And you know, but you have to ask yourself: Are you wanting to go to church to be entertained? Is that what you your, you want for your children? Or you want them to learn and grow. Now, look. Granted, you go to church where you feel led. You know, I invite people to Fountain Life; hope you'll come and, and and join us. But you have to go where the Lord leads you. And I'm not going to begrudge anybody from going somewhere they feel they where they need to go. But what are the true intentions? As to where you're going, you know, are you getting a good, healthy diet of the Word, or is it just for entertainment? Because that's all that's a lot of churches are about. That's why all these churches are so big, because they're there just to entertain. It's a big hallelujah barn. It's all nothing but uh, you know praise songs for forty-five minutes. It it evokes the emotions, but it's not getting to the heart. And uh, but the thing of it is, you know, that's one reason why we do men's prayer breakfast, and then I do it in public. You know we could easily do it at the fellowship hall and i know that may be more convenient for some but the thing of it is i'm not in this for the matter of convenience uh, you know, we do this publicly because I want the ability to use that to evangelize. Because when we're sitting at a big table, we're discussing Jesus, we're discussing a Bible study, those sitting all around us have to hear that. They have to listen. Now, they may be talking, trying to tune us out and trying to hope that I will shut up or Dad will shut up. But side, you know as well as I do, they're sitting there and they're they're, 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 they're listening, all right? And uh, that's why I encourage the women's brunch as to do the same thing as well, is to uh, be sure that you're meeting publicly. I don't care if it's a McDonald's. I don't, you know, it doesn't have to be at a fancy restaurant. But I want to make sure that even the women are out there, so other women can see the need for Jesus, can see the love of Christ within uh, these individuals as well and that's why you know if you notice fountain life is very uh, focused on outreach now unfortunately uh, we don't meet a freedom hall like we used to i wish we could i really do miss that's a lot of work i ain't gonna lie to you. it's a lot of work loading and unloading but uh, we was really, really able to, to uh, minister a lot of people but freedom hall now they got etsu in their back pocket they don't uh, you know you think they would have grandfathered us in somehow where we've been there so long but they've doubled the the rent uh, or the full on us, uh, and uh, we can't hardly afford it. That's why we weren't able to do our Christmas program there this year. And, mm-hmm. of course, COVID and people afraid to get out, and uh, just, uh, it's just messed us up big time. But we have to um, um, be sure as a church and as individuals that we're going out we're going to the highways and the byways we're making great efforts to minister and to tell others about jesus christ go forth to all nations all right going out everywhere and anywhere to tell others about jesus is that your is that something that excites you or is that something that scares you See, I've been out with people, and I'm not trying to throw roses in my shoulder and a stretch of the imagination, but I don't care to talk, just randomly go up to somebody or, or somebody's checking me out and say, Hey, do you go to church anywhere? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? And I've literally had people with me saying, I don't know how you do that. That scares me to death. You know, it is sometimes feels a little awkward, but it's something, it's a compulsion. It's something I have to do. I want to know, do you know Jesus? Because I can ask somebody, do you go to church? And they may say right away, yeah, I go to church so-and-so down the road here. And then, then I follow up, but do you know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior? Just because somebody goes to church, doesn't make them saved. And that's why I always ask. I don't care if they're a deacon in the church. And the reason why I say that is because the very first revival or very first time my dad ever spoke, just right down the road from my home here, and it's actually the first revival I've uh, ever done, uh, the, um, the deacon's wife came up to him after that service and uh, wanted to get saved. So that's why I don't take for granted just because you go to church or you hold a position in that church that you were saved. Now, when somebody asks somebody, say, now, do you know Jesus Christ, I mean, if you go to church anywhere? Uh, and they go, yeah. And I say, where? And they go, oh, uh, you know, uh, uh, and then they'll, I don't go. You know, <laughs> you kind of catch them. And then ask them, do you know Jesus Christ, our Savior? And they, you know, and they kind of hesitate and go, yeah. And I'll, I, sometimes I'll call them out. I'll say, "Why well, it bothers me. Do you hesitate? Are you sure? Have you professed Jesus? And, uh, but then I'll just give him a poker chip and, uh, it's got a plan of salvation on the back of it. You know, I don't know if y'all have probably seen these that we hand out, but, um, you know it, it but I can't force it, and you can't force it on anybody either. I know a lot of people desperate to see family members saved, but you can't force them to be saved. All you can do is cover them in a multitude of prayers and try to plant the seed and pray that somebody will water water it, and somebody else will cultivate it. You know it may take time, but hopefully they'll come to know Christ before it's too late. But I think too many Christians have become lazy. They have come apathetic and, uh, and complacent, rather, uh, and uh, they're just duties as Christians uh, to get out there and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. My friends, we have a job. We have a responsibility as Christians to spread the gospel. We have a responsibility to tell others about Jesus Christ anywhere and everywhere that we're at. And I don't care if you're getting gas. I don't care if it's at the workplace. I don't care. And I've had people say, well, they say I'll get fired if I mention Jesus. You know what? Uh... I'd rather be fired for doing something I know is right for the Lord than to remain silent. And uh, hey, there's Christian attorneys and everywhere, they, they can fight for you if they try to fire you over you trying to uh, express your religious freedoms. And, uh, and I've worked at places, they told me that I did it anyway. I thought, you know, it's not about of trying to be purposely rebellious. But nobody's going to tell me that I can't tell somebody else about Jesus Christ. And uh, so I don't hold back. And even when I substituted at the uh, local public schools, whether it's high school, middle schools, elementary schools, that's one great thing about having these tattoos. You know, I got this one with the Trinity on it. I got this one over here. At, uh, uh, no greater loves than this, than the man who gives his life for his friends. And it's got, uh, of course, you can't really see it. Uh, got our church cross on it. And uh, those kids are intrigued by it, and they ask me about it. And um, when I was over here at Danny Boone High School, I said, "Well, I'll, I'll tell you, but before I do, I have to tell you about Jesus Christ." Does anybody have a problem with that? And the majority said no. I saw a couple of people just kind of just look around. You tell they weren't happy about it. And I said, "All right, you are the ones who asked me," and so I was able to actually to go up there and and tell those kids about Jesus. In that public school. Now, if I just walked, if I walked in and asked the principal, uh, I'm just talking in, in in generalities, not Daniel Boone. I'm talking about generalities uh, in any public school system. Say, hey, I want to go in and t- give my testimony. I want to go in and tell somebody about Jesus Christ. Nine times out of ten, they won't tell you no. Uh, now, there was a time uh, that you could go in and have a, have an assembly and do that. In fact, uh, Barry Mason, when he was alive, Dad had took him. And uh, also uh, keys, uh, and uh, before he passed away, uh, he would—they uh, were able to get into some schools and tell others about uh, about Jesus. They have a little assembly. I know particularly over here at Boone, in the little theater uh, where we meet sometimes for church, uh, they they would have an assembly, and they was able to go up there and, and talk, and they was able to do that through some other schools. I'd say, I dare say, now uh, it would be a fight uh, if you wanted to try to do that. Now, sad, but it's true. But I think a lot of churches have indeed lost their perspective, and I think saying Fountain Life is perfect. No stretch imagination. We got our problems too. You know, we've there's things that we need to improve on. We need to have a better children's program. We really do, and that's an area that we are weak in, and that I would desperately love to see uh, be cultivated and developed and to be better at. But our church is is different in the fact that. It's kind of we're kind of like the emergency room. Some has referred to it as is that uh, uh, you know we kind of like the triage where you come in there and if you notice a lot of people and we see them for a little while and they go to other places like we, we come in and, and they we try to address certain uh, major issues you know uh, when you go into emergency room you see those uh, with uh, with certain things that need to be addressed and then they're sent home and I gotta feel like that's the way finding life is to a certain extent but uh, but we are evangelistic. And more churches need to be that. But the thing of it matter is whether corporately as a church or individually, you need to be out there in ministry and witnessing. And you need to be bold. You know what I'm saying, guys? You need to be bold. That's maybe something I want to maybe be talking and discussing in a little more depth uh, in this in the 7 o'clock evening service. So I hope that you will tune in. There's some things that's kind of bugging me a little bit uh, that I feel like needs to be addressed. And uh, uh, as far as christians attitudes and uh and their boldness and i may address that this evening at seven but nonetheless uh i think a lot of people I, you know, i've had people say well i'm scared i don't know what to say i'm afraid to uh, uh to to approach somebody well you need to pray about that because what you're doing is that you are being selfish so well, i'm not being selfish i love i ain't saying you don't love the lord but you're too self-centered because you're too worried about what somebody else thinks about you or what they're gonna say about you, what they think about you. That's, you know, when you come to shyness, that is nothing but self-involvement because you're too worried about other people. We need to make sure that we are bold and we are confident in things of Jesus Christ, Put ourselves aside, die to self daily, and striving to serve an almighty God, to have Jesus Christ first in our life, and to proclaim that to anybody and everybody who will listen. Now, of course, we're going to hear opposition. Of course, we're going to have people give us a hard time. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear the name of Jesus Christ. It bothers them. It scares them to death. Why? Because it brings them under conviction. That's why they get so angry. and get so mad when you bring up the name of God, when you bring up the name of Jesus, because the name of Jesus has great power in the name and that's what brings them under conviction and they can't stand it as like turning on a light in a dark room if you went to some old barn or some old uh, dilapidated house or something and shined a light, or the, the bugs would be scurrying uh, out of the way and they went back in the dark. That's the same thing that happens uh, in our world. When you shine the light, people scatter. They don't want, they like living in darkness. They like living in their sin. They don't want to have to think about uh, the consequences of their actions. And my friends, people are headed to hell and we have the opportunity to show them the right way. So let's work hard at being more bold, to be more energetic, to be more excited to share the gospel instead of cowering back and living in fear of what others may think of us, but let us live boldly for Jesus. So that is my encouragement for you today. Find one person, find somebody to minister to and tell others about Jesus Christ. And uh, that is your daily homework each and every day. So I hope that you will do that, and uh, I know you'll be blessed if you do. Let us pray. Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us every day to be a witness for you. Help us to be more evangelistic. Help the church to go to the highways and the byways and be more evangelistic as well. And Lord, uh, let us be used by you mightily. And Lord, if there's anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, please be with us and guide us, protect us, be with all my brothers and sisters in Christ as they're going to work or school. And Lord, watch over and protect them, be with our kids as they're going to school. And and, uh, Lord, watch over them as well. And Lord, pray that you'll be with all those on social media who are dealing with loss uh, amongst their family and friends. Uh, Lord, those who are battling COVID, uh, Lord, be with those who are shut-ins and can't get out of their homes, Lord, give them strength and comfort. And Lord, I just pray that uh, you will bless us this day, and Lord, let us keep our eyes on you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, friends, I appreciate all you guys and guests for watching this morning. Don't forget to tune in tonight at 7 o'clock, as we have our Wednesday evening service. Hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.